this week's show, we've been talking about it all show, we have the lovely Silhouettes Project Boys in the building with us. Thank you so much for being with us on this sunny, sunny Sunday. Uh, it's Thank a pleasure. It's beautiful us. outside. Absolutely lovely outside. It is such a beautiful day. What are you guys getting into after before the show? Jay, well, are you having a barbecue? Well, you having know, a barbecue. I was, <laughs> was going to do a roast or something, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Do you Wait, know what where's I wanna... my invite, guys? That's so <laughs> <laughs> You're invited. You're invited. Thank you. Invited. All right. Locked in the invite as well. Beautiful, beautiful. So you guys started uh, kind of the Cinemas Project back in February of 2019 to give exposure to a new generation of UK artists, right? I want to know real quick, before we get into all of that... How did you guys meet? Give me a love story. Go. <laughs> oh, Ash, you go mate. You want me to start? Yeah, all right, cool. Um, well, I knew about Jaden um, as a rapper before I knew him, and I just mm. knew his music. And he was working with one producer that, were, that works within the community that we have in Hackney. Um, the producer's called Purple Cloud, shouts to him. And he was working with Jaden for quite a long time. And so it was a meetup that was bound to happen. Um, there are a lot of mutual connections between us. And then one evening, Jaden was launching his EP. One fateful evening. One fateful evening in, I think it was 2018, it must have been. Yeah. Uh, and I went down to Shoreditch to see the show. And I just, we just like got introduced and started chatting and then basically worked out that we both were into doing uh, something to do with music, but also something to do, like something with more social impact. Mm. Um, and so we just basically were like, hey, we've got to make this happen. We've got to meet up. We've got to make this happen. Amazing. And the syllabus project was born. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Beautiful. For us, it was more about like, how do we create something where the community is seen in a different way? And like, at first we wanted to do like a youth project. Because my background in youth work, Ash has been doing loads of community work. So we was like, how can we just pair this together? And when we realised we didn't have the policies or anything in place, we said, all right, let's create a platform where we can bring everyone together and just collaborate. And like that's kind of how we we had this blind faith to begin with. But that's how the idea it was that purely like, out of a passion of ours and a frustration within the music scene that actually a lot of artists who have an amazing message and amazing talent don't get the platform that everyone else does. So like, how mm. could we harbour this talent and bring it all under one roof so that people can access it? And that that's where it kind of stems from. So, yeah. Wow. Very beautifully said. And I think you guys have actually done just that. I mean, genuinely, I was so impressed when I first came across the fact that you're able to even organise that many people. Was, was, <laughs> was it was a headache. It was a headache. So the fact that you guys are all so talented on top of that and you really are here for the social impact of it all, it really, really does shine through. So kudos to you guys. It's a very special, special moment. Now off air, Asher, when you and I spoke, you, you mentioned to me that you feel like everybody has a little bit of um, musical talent. Shall we say? <laughs> Minus real, myself, I don't know. A little bit musical talent. Did either of you start out being kind of particularly gifted initially, or is it something that developed over time? Um, well, I started writing lyrics when I was like fourteen years old. Just I met a couple guys in year nine at school, and we just had our little corner of the classroom, and we'd be like writing raps, basically. Yeah, right, right. Uh, we had a little group called the East Side All Stars, or something stupid like that. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, it's terrible. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like started out like 
gifted. I think you just start out loving it and trying it and experimenting and bouncing off other people. And as time goes on, you kind of like hone your craft, develop mm. your craft. And like, as you meet more people who are into it, you're able to improve yourself. That's mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Very beautiful. And what about you, Jaden? Did you did you start off kind of as a rapper being like, oh wait, I could spit, or did it come? Over you know what? Mu- music was such part of the culture. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like it was ingrained in us. And like I grew up on like in South London, like being a part of ciphers, hip hop ciphers, freestyles. Like so, like I remember my first freestyle, sixteen, just rapping with the Mandem, and it was just something that you loved. And then actually, when you progress over time, you meet more people that are on your wave. Like you get more, a lot more musical. You meet different producers, and then you can start to to make something out of it. So that was my journey into it. Just putting on, like, being a part of Cyphers, and then putting mm. on Cyphers in our local community, which was like you had to be able to rap. Do you know what I mean you couldn't come with no dead bars? Oh, you had to you come had with no, the with the heat. You had if to you're rap. gonna show up, I like. <laughs> And that's really good because it's like it's it's good to be competitive because it makes you sharpen your pen. Do you know what I mean? So I love being around people who could really rap, and then it made mm. me go away and like say, you know what? I want to get better and better. So I was never like like exceptionally talented at the start, but over time, oh, but I just wanted to progress and progress, and like that's what it is. It's that mm-hmm. hunger. So mm-hmm. look, at now, look at you now, mate. Look at you now out here on these beat London streets. Oh, guys. <laughs> Uh, and I just wanted to add to that actually the beautiful thing about both the journeys you guys just mentioned is it really helps you find your voice as a person personally and then also kind of in this more uh, music industry world and you're like all right cool I got a little crowd on me a little weight on me I can do this for real and 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 uh, I'm grateful you guys took those journeys separately to then come together and make such beautiful music uh, very, very cool. Big ups, big ups. Amazing. I'm just going to be guys mad love today. What is this group? <laughs> Terrible. Moving on. Um, so I've got to say, that, so let's talk about the album a little bit because uh, like I mentioned previously, it is so impressive that you're able to kind of coordinate so many people. But beyond that also, there is something special about the lyricism you guys have delved into, the flow, the artwork, like everything feels very intentional to me. Uh, I'm a big concept player. So when I see a concept executed well, I notice that and I, and I know that that is probably what's been happening behind the scenes. Can I ask how you guys went about arranging kind of even the content? Like did each individual artist come around and go, all right, cool, I'm gonna spit what I wanna spit? Or was there a theme for every song? Or I just would love to know that stuff. I think the first port of call when mm. we decided we're gonna do an album was to create this, we had this whiteboard at Jaden's Jaden's yard and it had like a list of rappers, singers and producers. And we were right. basically just writing all these names up that we were like, oh, we know that person, basically. Mm, we're impressed by this, we want this, we need that flavor. Yeah. Picking all Maybe not flavors. even that deep, maybe it was just that we knew them. <laughs> we, we, had a, we, had a, we had a connect to them, do you know what I mean? It was like, this is our community on a whiteboard, you know? Mm. And then like, slowly but surely we were drawing lines between like the rappers, singers and producers and thinking they would work well together. So we're putting them in groups. And then the next step, once we had all the groups, was bringing them to the studio and putting them in a session and a lot of them were coming in blind but because mm. we thought about who was going to work well together before um the sessions went really well and like when you're in the session because it was usually a blind session like there wasn't really like oh i'm gonna jump up on the mic now or i'm gonna do this now it was very free and open and me and Jaden were there every time to kind of give the vibe guide. and atmosphere. yeah guide and like make sure it wasn't stalling or becoming awkward or anything like that we were just like there like ensuring that it was what we kind of envisioned it to be. And and pretty much, I would say like 
five percent of the sessions that we ran were really really productive and fruitful and like came out with a song that ended up on the album so wow that's beautiful and and to talking about the vision real quick did you have a vision for what it was going to be or Jaden, even for you once did the thing that it turned into become so wildly different than what you guys had originally planned because these things take a life of their own they get a bit of on them there's people involved there's emotions involved like is the start reminiscent of the end do you know what? Like, I think vision and, and aims is something that's key because one thing that me and Ash, we always came back to the purpose of it. That when we're going through these sessions, it's so easy to get lost when you're doing a project and whatnot. And it's like we came back to the purpose of what is this purpose? What are we trying to do? And we just wanted to provide a spotlight. So even the name, the Silhouettes Project, we wanted to provide a spotlight for artists who are sometimes overseen in the industry. And mm -hmm. especially around that, I think one of the things that even though we didn't theme the songs or anything, we knew that the artists that we was bringing to the table had like this social commentary value to their mm. music that we really rated because actually there was a lot of people that we that we know personally that we didn't put on the tape because like, the message didn't bang as much and like the artists we knew we believed in the artist's message and we knew that the world needed this like mm. for us it's like actually where is a platform where every song is kind of uplifting um, but not like not positive or conscious, but yeah, just yeah. as a message that yeah. can get you through that day. Do you know what I mean? Like I can play any of those songs and feel mm. gassed for the rest mm. of the day. And it was like, it's all about the vibrations that we was putting out. It's like, how do we make something, a platform where people can actually share something? So we did the album, but at the same time, COVID wasn't happening. So we created these live events as well. So part of the Silhouettes project was to connect people together. And like, that's what it was all about. It was all about collaboration and making things a lot more accessible. So the studio that we recorded in Route 73, that like everyone was able to access that for free. And then we and then we did these live events, which was like a live jam. We put together a house band and it was free to enter. You could bring your own drinks. Like it was that like proper vibe. Yeah, you know I mean? DIY, like, come together, just vibe. And Easy. this is the thing for us, it's like coming from working class backgrounds, we wanted to make things like high quality music accessible to the people in our area from where that music comes from. Do you know what I mean? So I think that was a big element to it. Amazing. We've got some uh, music coming in from the from the uh, studio on the left. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens in a live environment. You've got, you've got music I Music is everywhere. We love it. We love it so, so much. Uh, amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, it's, it's really cool to see the amount of thought. And and one thing that I did pick up there, Jaden, is you spoke about social commentary. That seems to be a criteria. Um, even if it was like an unknown one at the time, it's like something that you're like, all right, cool. This is what we actually need um, more than anything else. So very, very cool that you unknowingly kind of knowingly put that on the album is one thing to tick off and you guys have done that so so very well very, i think very... with with that it's like the kind of artists that were on the list only write that kind of music do you know what i mean we weren't mm. putting artists on that didn't have some kind of thought process behind their music do you know what i mean and mm. i think often that kind of music doesn't get the spotlight it deserves so absolutely very very cool i, I mean I, I mess with it obviously um now tell me about lockdown let's talk about kind of the creative process in lockdown uh, people have really struggled a lot of artists that i've been speaking to they're trying to reinvent the wheel and find new ways what advice would you give to anyone who's listening who is an artist who's trying to create who doesn't have that live interaction you mentioned route 73 can't really go into those spaces to get the energy and the inspiration how did you guys try to keep the ship sailing uh, so to speak 
That's a tough one. It was difficult. I think, I think like, artists have had a really, really difficult time during COVID. And, like, I know a lot of artists that previously might have been career artists, but actually are now having to, like, look for work because of the live sector being completely destroyed. But I think what got us through is, like, chatting to each other all the time and staying connected on it and, like, keeping the community of artists that we had alive. Um, and albeit online, but at least like we had the line of communication. They were talking all the time. We were bouncing like mixes back and forth. We had like at the beginning of COVID, we had this big producers group on WhatsApp where um, with like 25 producers in it and one producer each day or, or every few days would like find a selection of samples and drop them in the group. And then everyone would have a couple hours to make a beat with it. Oh wow, so little like, mini workshops going on. Yeah, it was like a little beat battle WhatsApp group. And it's like things that. like that definitely help because like you start to realize it's not just you struggling away on your own in in your house like music is a very social thing so if you get to share it and get recognition for it that's the ultimate goal and i think as long as you can you can get that from people around you you can carry on doing what you're doing mm. but it's hard with, it's hard let's talk with, truth yeah it's hard and you know what with that it's like like i think in the music industry we've all got like this idea that we have to make it quickly and like really like have like this streamlined approach and actually pausing and like reflecting that's like one of the things that me and asha spoke about was where are we trying to get to we are here right now like we love doing community we love being in the grassroots we love being a part of the industry we don't want to be part of like this industry that like where everyone has an ego and they're based around all the hype it's like yo like where we are right now is amazing mm. you know what i mean so it's, it's like taking a real music yeah do you know what i mean and like it's like actually as an artist as well like for me it was good to just pause and reflect on life do you know what i mean like what is i think covid has shown people that like, what is the purpose if we haven't got the weekend to get waved for like we're working mm -hmm. doing all these hours and we're just spending so much time with ourselves what is our purpose again and i think for some people it was just taking stock and revisiting their purpose in life and like just having a pause and it's okay because actually quality has no expiration date do you know what i mean so like some people that mm -hmm. are trying to make a banger for now that's good for you do you know what i mean there's always going to be artists that are making bangers for now whereas we're trying to make music that my kids could listen to in 20 years time do you know what i mean like it's like that's what that's the level that we're trying to reach and it's like there's no there's no there's no date on that so like mm -hmm. i think that was one of the main things for me as well was just to, to just take take a pause Mm, take stock. Uh, this guy said, quality has no expiration date. Where are we spinning bars for you guys on a Sunday? On the <laughs> I love it. I love it. You guys are rapping without even trying. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely agree. And I think this current culture, and actually that touches to my next question before we go into a break. Um, this current culture is like microwave generation of get it out there as fast as possible. Send it to, you know, 10 DJs DMs. And, and, and try and have that music be listened to but actually is it any good does it actually ha hold a purpose or a message even if the message is getting vibed and waved like that's that's a whole other message cool we get that but there is no real meat left to the music these days i think unfortunately and then so i appreciate you guys for taking the time and i think the more time you can take and the more kind of pauses and that kind of pregnant pause you can give to music, the more uh positive and, and, and genuine it will come out Cool. Mm. And to that point, actually, how do you guys, because I know, Asher, you work in the music industry, how do you guys um, go about remaining authentic with it? Because we know this industry can be superficial, we know it can be, 
very uh, visceral. You need to be present. You need to be on the scene. All these things. You guys have a really authentic, beautiful product, right? And I think it's really difficult to get to where you are. How do you protect it now, or how do you keep yourself? I think you just got to have like really strong principles from the start, mm. and and really like true intentions, and just never deviate, basically. Because as soon as like you deviate, you're you're at risk, basically, of the of of um, the attacks of the industry. Everything in the industry is for, is trying to force you to make a certain kind of music or say right. a certain kind of yeah. thing, uh, in your lyrics or whatever it is. And and people are following a formula because they've seen lots of successful tracks or artists do that kind of thing do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so people are actually coming up and starting out as artists copying this this kind of music basically or whatever it is like a negative um image portrayed in a song and i think like for us it was like we know what we want to do and it, it was hard it was a hard like journey to try and push that kind of a uh, bit more conscious mm -hmm. agenda but we stuck to it do you know what i mean and there's no way that we're deviating now do you know what i mean we've come so far we made this first album and it's done like extraordinarily well so it's like we just we, we have a formula now we have our formula that we can follow and other people can buy into and follow and like it's it's, it's kind of beautiful <laughs> very cool it's not the sexiest thing in the world but it's the thing that's going to resonate the most and i think impact has to go further than the moment and i think you guys understand that and and, and hopefully we'll work towards that because resonance is when people go ah I, I need this feeling and this track this album these guys give me the feeling so feeling over the moment this is, is, is the way you know what on that as well we're trying to make conscious sexy again do you know what i mean okay. like, yeah. there's a new wave you do you know what i mean so i'll challenge that do you know what i mean like we're trying to make conscious sexy again and like this is where we're at do you know what i'm saying i think that there's a re-emergence of people think that especially over covid and all these social issues that have been highlighted throughout COVID, it's like people are trying to like repurpose where they're at. And I think actually like having something with a bit of a more of a message and, and an understanding just makes so much sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The people need it. <laughs> yeah, I love it, I love it. We're going to make conscious sexy again. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> now I need to ask you guys, because I know that music for so many people can be a very kind of life changing avenue um you know it helps people find themselves it helps people express themselves uh all this stuff was it an intentional choice for you guys to have that many people on the project were you trying to get as many people as possible because everyone brought so much flavor to it um or or, or did people kind of be added on as you went on uh, in the process I don't think we were trying to get as many people as possible on the tape. I think it was like very intentional. So everyone who's on the tape had their proper place there and was like, we really wanted them to be involved. Mm. Um, I think we were aiming for 15 songs. So that was probably like where the number of people came from. Like if you have two or three people involved on that many songs each, then obviously it's going to end up being a lot. But in hindsight, we could have done with a few less. Like it was a nightmare. Before, oh, <laughs> we had about like, well, we had 15 WhatsApp groups going, like Jaden was oh. running all the WhatsApp groups. And so yeah. What's that was a... for me, I think as a listener, and, and this is when um, it reminded me of Dreamville, as I mentioned to you, you'd listen to a track and then like someone else would come in with, with a different kind of vibe and then they jump out and then they come back in and it sounded like you guys were just having the best time. Like, was it just a big old vibe the whole time? You know what, it was an atmosphere. Like every session seemed to bring its own type of special gems to it. And like, I think that's the, I think as an artist, sometimes we can get bogged down in our own journeys. And one of the things that's great is that 
like it'll be like as an artist for me like if someone was a and in a session and brought me into a session with some other amazing people that that is sick do you know what i mean so we kind of like took the pressure off the artists and kind of like coordinated for them which is i think is always a pleasure to do do you know what i mean and then mm. they just brought their own atmosphere and like that's it that they they brought their greatness do you know what i mean I love it. I love it. Very, very cool. And given that this has been such a wide-ranging project and hopefully touched so many people in terms of the networking opportunities you've even presented, let alone everything else, what can we do, do you feel like, as a society to be more su- supportive of the creative arts? Um, oh. Because we sometimes sideline it and it's all nice and it's all entertainment, right? But like, we've seen in this lockdown how difficult it's been to from, from people with mental health issues for things to not have that release even not being able to go to a gig or you know if, even if you're not musically inclined yourself what can we do to support the creative arts um, better um, i was going to say space i think the, the concept of space for, for art and space to create is the most important thing like the whole silhouettes project was recorded at a studio called route 73 which is our mm-hmm. studio and it's open 24 7 it's built for people within the community, young people in the community, by young people in the community. And it's a free space, it's free to access. And so like, you get a lot of special stuff basically produced there, including the Silhouettes project. And I think without that kind of um, free for all vibe, you wouldn't get projects like this. And they're, they're few and far between. Like often with community projects, you get, um, like Jaden will tell you, you get like an hour gap or something yeah, for you yeah, to yeah. record and then you're in and out. You ain't got time to do your thing properly, whereas what we've got is like, you get a whole day, you get a whole evening, you get a few of you in there at once, you get like, just um, like a proper creative freedom. And I think, if anything, that's what what we need more of in the scene. Mm, And also more than the physical, it's the emotional, it's the emotional um, space you guys are affording people uh, and yourselves uh, to create, to be expressive, to make mistakes and get back up as well. Mm. 100. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Now, as I did mention, I, I, I love the raw energy you guys have captured and all this stuff. Who would be your dream collab? Let's manifest some stuff here. Who would be like, if you could choose any artist, I'm going to say not dead or alive, I'm going to say alive because we're going to manifest the possible. Right? I mean, uh, if, it, who would- if it was for silhouettes, like we already spoke about Dreamville because I feel like what they did out there was like kind of similar and like the, the documentary they put online with everyone popping in different rooms and like hey. contributing to different sessions and that level of competition, but friendly competition at the same time. Like everyone yeah. That, yeah. I think, if we could combine the worlds, that would be amazing. Like, that would be right. my... Jay Cole, Cole, we're coming. Jay Cole, we're coming, bro. Jay Cole, we're coming, bro. I love it. I love it. You guys know that Earth Gang is an alumni of the show, so if they are listening, shout out them. Uh, you know, get, get in touch with the guys. Because yeah. this is... Uh, this is uh, I'm on. We've got to make that happen. We've got to make that happen. Now, it is Sunday. It is Bank Holiday Weekend. What do you guys do... Uh, personally to take a minute and breathe as, 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 as kind of men like what's your Sunday routine give me your self-care tips I, I ask all the females I need to ask more of the men this question because you know self-care I don't know do do our hair do a little bit of a yes. face mask with the yes. missus I don't know like chill. I like cooking you know so like if I can get some a couple hours in the kitchen today I'm feeling like if I do a barbecue or a roast I'm just gonna spend time with that food you know what I mean so um just and just relax as well sometimes. like sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Give myself time to relax. I think that's the main thing. And catch some rays as well. Like, it's a beautiful day. So, yeah. Beautiful. What about you, Asha? Uh, I'm going to be doing some sport later. I'll probably play some basketball. And then my plan is to get my garden going again. Because it's that time. It's a beautiful day. 
my get my seeds in the ground basically yeah i like to do that yeah, uh, physically and metaphorically i love it <laughs> for real. <laughs> it's all 2021. I'm here for it. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're losing our amazing. So uh, I've got to ask also because this show is called The Social. Um, what would you guys get at the bar? Or what would you buy a pretty thing at the bar that you're feeling? One or the other, either for yourselves or someone you want to buy a drink for. Oh, I think um, I love a cocktail, and my cocktail of choice is a strawberry daiquiri. Like that is beautiful. So. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> Amazing. I'm here for I just learned how to make daiquiris the other day and I am so good. <laughs> like I'm really good at it. New you gotta bring that today. to the barbecue. That's what you got. Alright, I'll bring I'll bring my uh, kiwi daiquiri to the barbecue on route. Amazing. What about you, Asher? Uh, I love a glass of red, you know. I love a glass of red. <laughs> That's you can me. Be a <laughs> yeah, and then maybe move on to some rum in it. If I'm drinking spirits, it's gotta be rum. Okay, a little red, little rum. All right, you guys yeah. are vibing. I love it. Very, very cool. Now, before we <laughs> let you go, let us know what is up next for the Celeste Project. Um, and please do kind of plug your individual socials as well so people can get at you. Yeah, so like we're actually recording. So basically, from Silhouettes Volume 1, we still have vinyls for sale. So if people want to cop a vinyl, and like the premise of the vinyl is all about saving spaces so that like, more and more creative spaces are available to grassroots artists but also communities mm -hmm. as well that the loss of space is, is tragic and we're seeing that across the uk so that's one of the things that we're trying to do with the album um and then like we've got the second album started up and running so we've already got a few songs under our belts so people can just like plug in um and know that there's more music to come and like we're just bringing forward the community with us um and they can at us at the silhouettes project on Instagram, we've got some music videos on YouTube, um, and then also on Spotify, they can listen to the whole project on Spotify. And check out, again, check out the artists, man. Like, I feel like one of the things that we can do for more grassroots artists is just find where they're coming from. Do you know what I mean? Like, the Silhouettes Project mm -hmm. is one platform, but there's loads of projects, like Loud House, um, like, there's so many platforms that you can go check out that has new artists coming through, and that's what we can do to support the next generation, so yeah. Beautiful. Go support. You heard it here. Asher, do you want to? Yeah, I think for me, what's coming is the events. The events are coming yeah. back. Um, we've got a couple booked in in Dalston. Like I booked a few venues in Dalston um, in July, August and September. Just just like I'm hoping that the lockdown actually lifts and we can do them. So they're it's in the diary, but also, Good energy, good vibes. Boris Yeah. For real, for real. And then, like, obviously, the ones that um, Jaden was talking about before, which is actually in our studio building. It's like a, a room that holds about 100 people, so they're very intimate. But like we said, we don't sell tickets. There's no booze on sale, so people just rock up. It's all musicians. Like, we've got a house band there. Uh, like, sounds heavenly right now. It's proper vibes. It's proper nice. So I'm looking forward to getting those back on the road again. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my, very, that's very, my very. thing for this year. Yeah. I love it. And where can we find you guys individually on the socials real quick? Uh, my Insta is Asher underscore Kosher. Amazing. Yeah, and you can find me at um, double E-R-F underscore E-V-I-L, which is Earth Evil. I love it. Oh. I love it. All right. You ready to hear first? Amazing. <laughs> Thank you for having us as well, Bazak. Big up yourself. Thank you guys so much. It's been such a pleasure. That has been the Silhouettes Project. You are listening to The Beat London on 3.6 FM.